Pick the Nintendo Shack and pray. Frederick from Fire Emblem Awakening says, yo. week's episode of the Nintendo Shack podcast. I'm Rebecca. I'm here with Dr. Bland. How are you doing, Dr. Bland? I'm doing okay. I I just Has it been a week? Has it it been a long week for you? It's really been a week. Like today, I just, Mm -hmm. my eyes stared at code for like a solid three hours trying to figure out what I've been doing. And you know when your brain just turns slowly into like just goop, just like this yes. brain mushy you you just think about a, like a problem like a little too much like a little bit mm-hmm. too long yeah that was me i was just like that's so when gone. you need to just walk away for a little bit work on something else take a walk come back and then you see it immediately like you you do it right away. right yeah yeah you feel refreshed you need to talk to someone or like get a coffee or or whatever yeah to, to refresh the brain for sure as you can tell rebecca i you know i put some new um game gaming decorations in the background you know just trying to make I sure i can see you're sprucing things up a little bit yeah yeah changing the venue a little bit that's my um, what happened didn't you have like a lamp or a tree or something back there before what happened to oh that? we sold it <laughs> yeah <laughs> actually it's a funny story actually oh, let's hear it <laughs> um okay i just want to make sure um but basically what kind um, of story is this so we got this monstera plant um in the corner over here right and it was actually pretty nice so where we got it from was actually we found it in the like the kind of trash area in our apartment complex like you know where you put general like loose things or whatever you like put it near like the dumpster or whatever i guess free for people to take I guess so. A, a neighbor just dropped a lot of good stuff in there, and we're like, "That's a good monstera plant." So we grabbed yeah. it, took care of it for like. Wait, like was a it? It was months. alive. It wasn't a fake plant. Oh, it was. The pot was there. Like ah. you saw, you saw the plant. It was like, actually, like almost like my height, like five wow, foot yeah, five yeah, or that's something good. like that. And and then we sold it to to someone else, and you know, I was like, okay, good. that's the story (laughs) that's the story yeah (laughs) okay free money let's see (laughs) i have a story too we'll see if it tops it but i like that i like the decoration that um that that you've been doing for sure Um, yeah me too it was games before and now it's a controller for our our audio listeners sitting on his bed definitely i like it i like it is that a um it's an 8-bit joke it's an an 8-bit Ooh. yeah yeah i need a you know play with it more like i for sure have a lot of games on steam and actually switch as well i like to use it for like 2d action games like classic games like Mega Man and and whatnot so has a good d-pad it it's the best d-pad other than the snes and yeah pretty much i approve that's that's why i get it um my own story i did a little bit of uh driving around trying to shop today i you know how today is the release date for the splatoon 3 oled the splatoon 3 special edition oled i guess that's how they're titling it yeah um and i think i had talked a couple weeks ago about how i 
only want the Joy-Con. I don't want the Switch itself because I already have mm-hmm. a Switch OLED. I love it very much. I just want the Joy-Con sure. because they're beautiful. Well, I found somebody who wants just the dock, and he found somebody who just wants the Switch. Still. Nothing else. So we decided, wow. you know what? We'll split this three ways. Only one of us needs to get a free order, and then we're good. We're square. And uh, for anyone who has been following, they did not put up pre-orders online for this console. They never went up, you know, just sold day right. of online and in-store. So I mm-hmm. waited up until midnight last night, hoping that some of the orders would go up on, like, at midnight on, you know, the day of. Nothing. So I'm like, okay, I'll go to bed. I decided that I would go to Target at 8 a.m. I had to be at work, like, around 8.30, 9-ish. I didn't really have Perfect a time timing. today. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, so I would go early. I would be there in line. And when I woke up this morning, I saw that orders had gone up online overnight. So I'm like, I'm going to just check. I'm probably too late. But I got a Best Buy order in online. Wow. So I'm like, perfect. Like, you know, I'll order it. I'll pick it up after work. Everything's great. So I do that. And I go after work to pick it up. And they didn't have it. They said, oh, we have your order, but the Switch consoles aren't coming in until next week, September, like next Friday, September Weird. 2nd. Yeah. And I'm like, oh, man, like that's so annoying. Okay, like I guess I'll wait, but then like, you know, it'll be late by the time I get it. It'll be late by the time I send it off to the other guys, so on and so forth. But you know what? First world problem. Who cares? Yeah, so of course. So I'm driving home, and I there's a Target on the way home, and I'm like you know what? I don't have anywhere to be. Let me press my luck a little bit. So I go into Target, go all the way to the back, you know, where their consoles are. And at first I only saw the regular console, the Switch consoles, but then I saw there was exactly one left of the special edition Splatoon. That's looking good. I like the box Um, art for sure. The box art is beautiful. Yeah, I'm very excited about these Joy-Con. The dock is really cool. My friend who's getting the dock, I can see why he wants it. Um, It is a cool design. I think this is one of their nicest special editions. So what I'm going to do is I'm going to cancel my Best Buy order because I'm not going to be a person that keeps both and like scalps it. Like I'm not going to do that. Let somebody, you know, um, who wants it It'll be in the store for them. They'll get it. Exactly. Um, you so, know, what, when I initially saw it in the video revealing it, I was like, oh, that looks gross. Oh, it looks tacky or whatever. But now really? looking at it from like re- like actual demonstrations in real life and showing yeah, off the design, yeah, yeah. I'm like, that actually looks great. Like the way See, I it's think it's pretty designed. subtle. Like it has sure. some of the Splatoon language on it, some of the symbols. Yeah. Um, I just really like the gradient. I think this is the first time that an official Joy-Con has had like a, has gradient, a gradient design yeah. like this. I yeah, think. I think so. And like, I always Other thought than, like they should yeah. lean into that a little bit more. So for sure, I'm yeah. excited. So Skyward Sword had a little bit of design, but other than that, I can't think yeah. of it. All, all others were solid color. I think. I believe Animal so. Crossing? The Animal Crossing ones have the... That's what I have on my Switch right now, actually. It um, yeah. has the oh, pastel okay. colored, and then on the back, it's like a, it's white. Like a white. Okay. But, like, cool. yeah, I wouldn't call that, like, a gradient or anything. So, yeah, this is the first sure. really cool one, in my yeah. opinion. Joe so, that, great. that was my story. Cast your vote now. Whose story was better? The Monstera story or the Splatoon 3 <laughs> OLED story? <laughs> 
Um, but I the Splatoon demo is live right now. So the Splatfest yes. demo is tomorrow. But anyone who's planning on taking part in it, I recommend doing what I did. Download it now. You can mm -hmm. actually go in and do the tutorial first. So if like you've never played uh, Splatoon before or it's been a while, you need to like get the hang of things again, you can go through the demo. They let you walk through the entire hub like the lobby the hub area mm -hmm. and it's i don't know if you did it garrett if you download this I but did. it is yeah. big it's big did it surprise you how big it is compared to the other uh hub worlds i didn't explore as much i just like went through the tutorial i chose the team and that's pretty much mm -hmm. it and i looked for your sign actually and and i actually found it <laughs> you found it yay yeah. oh my god that makes me so happy i drew a uh, I didn't draw. I wrote, it's not just a boulder. A boulder. It's a rock from SpongeBob. Had to do it. Team Rock. Yeah. Um, yeah. But other than that, I didn't yeah. explore as much the hub world. So You can't really do a whole lot yet. They're like yeah. setting up for the Splatfest. They always like do the days leading up to it, the decoration and stuff. I think that's kind of cool how like if you play Splatoon every day, like leading up to the Splatfest, it's pretty cool that they show, you know, they have like some boxes laid out. They have like some mm -hmm. construction stuff getting ready. It's like really nice world building that they do. And it's cool that they did that, that for the demo as well. Mm -hmm. Yeah, um, for sure. You can't buy anything in the stores yet. You can't even do the You can switch um, clothes, right? Like, you can. They give you yeah. like some clothes and some weapons to try out for tomorrow. But yeah. um, you can't really do much else with them. So it's right. like a good little taste of like how much the game is going to have to offer. I found the little spot where they will have the card tabletop game. I'm mm -hmm. sure you will be spending a lot of time there. Definitely. <laughs> <laughs> um, so yeah, definitely recommend just kind of diving into that right before, you know, sometime before you do the Splatfest because you're, you're not going to want to do that when the Splatfest is going on because it does take, you know, a couple minutes to do. For sure. Um, other than that this week, uh, I've still been working on my retro games on stream. Not Nintendo, mm -hmm. but I played Nights into Dreams. Have you ever heard of that game before? It's a Sega game. Of course. Yeah. Really? I heard it back in the day. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I remember the character very well. That was only the like the latest Sega games I actually heard of. Before they okay. just went kerplunk. Like, like they just went away with the, with the consoles. It was... That game is so bizarre. It is oh, really? definitely like supposed to be like a wacky dream. You know how when you're dreaming, like right. things don't always make sense. They're always like a little bit weird, especially like if it turns into a nightmare, things aren't really how they're supposed to be. Like the ground might be like, you know, squishy or, you know, it's just like mm -hmm. weird things happen in dreams that don't make sense in real life. It's a lot like that. Yeah. Um, there's no tutorial. It throws you into it. I won't go too long into it, but like it was just, it was a lot of fun once I realized what you're supposed to do. Um, and do you it, like kind of just go through like obstacles? Like you fly kind of, yeah, right? Yeah, so you, you fly and you have to collect these orbs. And it's, it's very weird, the perspective. I was very disoriented at first because it's kind of side-scrolling, but it's also kind of 3D. Like it's totally 3D when you're not flying, which is weird. Mm -hmm. Um, I would say, like, we always call these pixel games 2.5D. Right. This game is actually 2.5D. This is very oh, much wow. like it's in the middle. Like, it's, you know, it's not even like as a side scroller. It's like a, um, 
like a cylinder that you're going around. Yeah, yeah. You remember those Mario I, I, Odyssey levels where like you were going around the cylinder? It kind of felt mm-hmm. like that. Cool. Um, it was yeah, cool. That sounds good. Yeah. So I beat that after some struggle. And now my new struggle is another Sega game, Echo the Dolphin for, from oh, the goodness. Genesis. <laughs> oh, my God. Everyone warned me how horrible this game would be. And it is so cryptic and it's pretty tough. And it like <laughs> the dolphin like game is such a meme. Like it is <laughs> like it takes itself too seriously. I think like it doesn't oh, no. quite have that like not taking itself too seriously. It's like a little bit over the edge, I think. Um, I don't know. What do you it's do in that funny. game? You like literally do dolphin stuff. Like I, I'm going to be <laughs> honest with you. I felt like such an idiot because I needed help getting out of the tutorial because I didn't know what to do because oh, there's no. no direction. There's nothing at all. Like I'm literally using a guide through this game. You use your sonar and you swim and like bonk your head against enemies and you eat fish to regain health and like do dolphin stuff wow wow <laughs> it's very bizarre no but there's like little there's like little puzzles to figure out in each level you have to like rescue some dolphins in one level you have to like unlock these weird crystal things with keys i play this on nintendo switch online so that's why i'm mm-hmm. i'm you know choosing to talk about it in a little bit more depth here because um it's the first time that i downloaded the genesis switch online app to great um now that I have it downloaded, like, I kind of might check out some of the other games, like, just because they're there, but I don't know. This one definitely not, did not age well, but yeah. I'm determined to finish it. <laughs> well, there you go. I, I, there's a lot of great um, Genesis games in that Switch Online yeah, app. Yeah, I feel catalog. like I'm very, like, uneducated when it comes to Me too. Genesis games or, like, Sega in general, just because I didn't grow up with it. Like, I don't know... You know, you can hand me right. the SNES library and I can like tell you, oh, this one's worth trying. This one's worth trying. Avoid this one. Avoid this one. But with the Genesis library, I'm looking at this and I'm like, I mean, I've you heard just, of you this just game. Don't know. I've heard you of know. that game. I don't know what this is. Like, I don't know what's worth trying or not. So I got to do a little bit of research. Rebecca, I would talk to Ryan Turford. Like, Is he the uh, Genesis guy? He is the Sega guy. Like the he Sega grew guy. up okay. with Sega like Genesis, it. Sega Saturn, Sega CD. He's all over it. Whenever I talk with him over the RPG cave, it's I I can assure you he will talk about one Sega RPG ah. and he goes Do really into it. Do we need to make a, a spin-off called the Sega Shack? Yeah, yeah. And, and oh, Ryan would lead the charge in that one. Mm, he I'm he sure. would absolutely love it. Um I've been playing a little bit of Shining Force from Sega, the Sega Genesis uh, collection or whatever. Um, I don't know if you heard of Shining Force before, but it's a... I have, yeah. yeah. Cool. Yeah, it's... I don't know I, anything I guess about it's a, it, but... It's a huge series, and it originated from Camelot, um, actually. So, And it's pretty approachable from like a classic tactical RPG. It's actually way more approachable than Fire Emblem was back then, I think. Oh, okay. Uh, so it was actually pretty cool. Lots of great role-playing games in um, the Sega Genesis route, for sure. Hmm. Um, so, anyways. That's interesting. I like that. Mm-hmm. What have you been up to this week? Of course, you know, Xenoblade Chronicles 3. Of course, my, my, the name tag in the stream. It's good to keep a, a record, or how they say in British, record all the time. Record. I didn't get the reference. Is this a Xenoblade thing? Yeah, record. so every time you, you save... 
the main character says this line and it just bogs into your a mind record. just like yeah every time you say it's good to keep a record i'm like oh no please <laughs> I've, every time I, like I go into combat it's the same lines over and over again and then every time you save it's this line over and over again it's yeah it's so british yard and no joke the british voice accents it's it's kind of it, it, and they put like slang british slang in there too like snuffing and sparking <laughs> and i've never sparkin? heard of yeah yeah sparking and snuffing those are the two words in there that keeps on instead of saying like oh freaking a it's like oh snuffing i'm like what is this word i have no snuff, idea like you snuff out a fire or something like you snuff yeah out yeah i I don't know. Snuffing, it just it means something, I guess, to them. And sparking? I, I, What's sparking? I don't know. Like, again, a filler word in, in, in between, like, to, to describe something. It's uh, it's interesting, <laughs> to say the least. But anyway, Xenoblade Chronicles 3 has been fantastic still. I've been just doing a lot of side quests. Um, I'm, like, 35 hours in, and I'm still in Chapter 4. And Were yeah, you on Chapter that, 4 last week? Yeah, yeah, I'm still in Chapter 4. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just doing a lot of side quests. I'm grinding. Um, there's a lot of like, you know, in this game, there's a lot of colonies, like kind of s- separate settlements all across like this huge map. And so every time you go to a colony, it's like, here's a hero quest. Here are five side quests. It's going to have its own story. It's going to add to the piece to the puzzle to your main story. Like, it's actually kind of cool how they piece all of these colonies together and how they relate to one another. Because the, you know, the two teams, Kev's and Agnes, um, they're kind of the ones facing each other. And you meet both colonies at the same time and you figure out the main leaders in there and they become your heroes and you figure out the the characters and the personalities. So, Yeah, they're both great. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Like, the good, real, like benevolent. They are um, fine. They, I mean, like, they, they're being controlled by this overarching um kind of evil puppet or mastermind or whatever i don't want to get into spoiler territory it's been really really good so far though okay, um, good i'm glad yeah. you're still enjoying it it sounds like the like we talked about last week the side quest issue is better oh time. so much better oh way 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 better yeah i just been really digging into the side questing and just grinding leveling up i like uh, like over leveling for sure uh, 13 hours later, and I'm st- <laughs> still in Chapter 4. That's what Donnie said. Yeah, for sure. Um, I think I'm almost done with Chapter 4, actually. Um, about to wrap it up. So, yeah, I think um, closer to the end of the story, I like to, like, rush, like, get really into the story more because I'm really invested. But in the beginning, I'm just like, okay, let me just do every little side thing because mm-hmm. it's just still near the beginning. So, yeah. All right, you might as well. Mm-hmm. Medi in chat says chapter four is crazy with lots of whys. You know, I hear every chapter is crazy with a bunch of whys. Like, it keeps getting, like, crazy. I heard chapter five was crazy, too, like, at the end. And I thought chapter three, I was like, wait, what just happened? Like, I, what's going on after, like, this kind of big reveal in chapter three? So they keep you on your toes, uh, for sure. Um and I like doing the side stuff because I've become like really over leveled, and it becomes pretty easy to just go through the story. I don't like struggle. I'm sure it helps. As, you know, if you're yeah. taking your time through it, you're on chapter four for so long, it'll keep it'll uh, put you in a better place when you do finally move on with the story. 
Yeah, for sure. I, I haven't changed difficult difficulty yet. Normally I like put it on easy, but now I'm just I'm I'm just fine and looking at other side quest stuff and then getting into the main stuff. Uh, so, uh cool. yeah, main storyline. The next thing I've been playing, like sometimes I just have like twenty or thirty minutes of free time and you always want to go back to comfort food. Mm-hmm. And this game is 100% comfort food for me. I've been playing this game since like it ever came out in 2012. That's Borderlands 2. Ooh. And I I love this game so much. Um, if I think you bring all, that one up every once in a while and it always surprises yeah. me that you're into that. And I'm like, oh yeah, he. I was surprised last time he brought it up. <laughs> yeah. For everyone who doesn't know, Borderlands, the series made by Gearbox Software, they're up to Borderlands 3. And then the latest game was Tiny Tina's Wonderlands. It's a first person shooter, very comedic, um, more, it's, it's like kind of just like a, I don't know what kind of comedy you want to call it. Just, it's not cringe. It's it's just j- very laughable, very jokey. It's not meant to be really funny. It's just some of the characters are a little zany. I like the story behind Borderlands 2 the most. Um, I love the... And, and what draws to me to Borderlands 2 specifically is building up your characters um, for sure and leveling them up. Yeah, I do have it on Switch. I've been playing this one on Switch. I've played it previously on Xbox 360 ps4 for a long time i did a run through on pc and now i'm playing on switch and it plays great oh i love this game so much like like it's it's skyrim to me is your or skyrim is um like miling to the past like no matter what system they put it on i will buy it and play it yeah and it was more like the ps4 version was like here's like you know it's updated you get all the dlc and characters so yeah. You get everything in one package on like that set of consoles. Then I wanted on PC to play it with other friends on there, mm-hmm. so I grabbed it on. And it, it, they actually became pretty cheap. Like you can probably get Borderlands Two Game of the Year Edition for like three or four dollars now. Is it on Switch? It's great. It's great on Switch. Um, it plays really well. Um, did you know that they made this game? Uh, they ported this to PlayStation Vita. Uh, back in the day. No way. Yeah, it was like 2014 or whatever. And they had to sacrifice a lot of stuff, but they made it work. Um, I, I I don't know how, but they made it work on Vita. And it's really good on Switch. Uh, What's it? Sure. Borderlands Legacy? Le- uh, Legendary Collection? Is so it? there's the... Um, yeah, Borderlands Legacy Collection involves Borderlands 2 and then Borderlands the pre-sequel. And then all of its DLC with both games. It's on sale right now for anyone who's interested in checking it out. It's uh, $19.99 instead of $49.99. That sounds like a pretty good price. That's a really good price for two games. And what I really like about Borderlands as well, a lots of replayability because you choose a character and you like level them up and has a certain class to it. And then you can replay the game with other characters as well. Um I like the special skills that are in there. You, you get, you know, it's a first-person shooter. And, and the big thing, big grab as well, is the loot system um, where a lots of guns just kind of drop from enemies. And based on, like, a loot system, you can get really good weapons um, as you go throughout the game. I really like it. 
Um, what is um, the Handsome Collection? Is that DLC? That, that's what I mean. Sorry. The hand, they made it a name. There's so many different names. The Handsome Collection is both 2 and pre-sequel, I think. Hold on. That one's on sale for $9.99. What's the Legendary? Know. Oh, the, the Legendary, legendary collection, collection includes Borderlands 1 as well. Uh, that's, so yes. So for $10 more, you can get one. Yeah, you can get Borderlands 1, 2, and pre-sequel for $19.99 on Switch. Nice. That is, that's a really good deal. That's, that's easily, a really good deal. Yeah, you can probably, like, if you just want to play through it once and all of its DLC, that's probably a good 60, 70 hours of gameplay uh, for one character. Yeah. For, Especially for if you're games. saying it's a good port, too. It's a great port for Borderlands 2, at least. I'm sure Borderlands 1 and pre-sequel are great, too. Um, they're not... Yeah very high graphically demanding games they came out borderlands one came out um yeah they all came out on the 360 and ps3 so they should they should be able to be running on switch pretty well really like it but yeah borderlands 2 specifically is my comfort food i put podcast on like it's my podcast game because i know exactly what what's going on in that story Yeah. yeah so um it's been it's and it actually plays really great on handheld as well and so i got my hori switch Joy-Con controllers back on it and just been yes. playing that in the morning cool it's been it's been really nice um awesome. also been also been playing golden sun yeah, yeah tell me about it i'm um i'm a good ways in i got my fourth party member um Ooh. yeah and i like the puzzle in that dungeon specifically i still have major gripes with it from what I've said previously in terms of just like how aimless it is and there's lack of strategy. But other than that, I'm still making cro- good progress. I'm, I'm okay. going through a guide. Like, I don't care. Like, I, I just making I think sure that's I, okay. that's I can okay get to you. the end. Yeah. Yeah. So you're, you have grapes with it. It's not a perfect game, but you're enjoying it enough to keep going with it. Yeah. The puzzles are actually, um, the, the two I've encountered are pretty good. Um, okay. so yeah, for what it's worth, Maybe that's what I've been playing. Maybe I'll get back to that game at some point. I want to also mention, uh, thank you everyone for the awesome feedback from last week with the Switch, uh, Pro and Steam Deck comparisons. I'll, it seemed that a lot of people were into it. Um, one person corrected me on Twitter and I'm glad they did. I, I can't believe it, Rebecca, you did not correct me on this. How dare you? Uh-oh, the, what did I miss? The Steam Deck GPU, I said, has two compute units. It's actually eight compute units. Oh, so, wow. I definitely can't believe I missed that. Yeah, I can't believe you missed that either. <laughs> I just, wow, that's uh, that's crazy. Okay. Um, well, that's okay. People are, are picking it apart and, uh, you know, reading what you're putting out there. That's good. For sure. So a lots of great discussion from that. Um, hopefully we'll get a Switch Pro. And it'll be awesome. Maybe, maybe. Um, it is it. worth mentioning, I think, you know, before we jump into the news, I think this is, I guess, part of news, but I think a good segue into that, talking about like a Switch Pro and whatnot. Um, the price increase of the PlayStation 5 in almost yeah. every region, except for the United States. I know this is a Nintendo podcast, but I feel like that's worth mentioning. And Garrett, was it you or somebody else? I saw some talk on Twitter talking about how 
I don't know if it was you that said this. Tell me mm-hmm. if it was. That yeah. um, the... Now people are talking about, well, you know, what if the Switch gets a price increase? What if, um, you know, Xbox gets a price increase? You know, both of them have come out and said, no, we don't plan to. But right. in some ways, and this kind of resonated with me, that Nintendo's price increase kind of in some ways was the OLED. Um, it okay. almost feels like it was a good excuse for them to increase the price while like Mm -hmm. and i know that there's upgraded parts the old screen you know can't have been too cheap for them to do but um i don't know i feel like that's like a good excuse where it's like not a pro it's not like new like brand new series of hardware but this is what we're gonna have on our shelves when i went into target today there were only oleds on the shelf you could not interesting you could get a you could get a light but you couldn't get the original og switch um, and I feel like this is their way of like, okay, well, this is our price increase. This is what we're offering to our hmm. consumers now as yeah. the main switch. That, what do you think? You, I mean, you're onto something. I mean, you, you're definitely not wrong. It wasn't you that wrong. said that? I stole this I from d- someone else. Yeah, I did not say this. Um, okay. I didn't compare it Whoever to Nintendo. Whoever said this, I stole it. I'm sorry. Um, yeah, no, I think you're right. Uh, Nintendo releasing that Switch OLED selling it but i think they did it way better than sony did with their messaging oh Um, yeah yeah at least you're getting something better out of it like you're getting a better screen you're getting an ethernet port you know yeah maybe not a huge amount of new stuff but it's not increasing the price of the same exact product yeah they definitely wanted to you know sell the oled off as a premium product not as much as like, hey, you're gonna get better performance or whatever, but like an right. OLED screen and an eth- in a new dock, it's just right. just enough to be like, hey, we'll just you know put an extra fifty dollars in there, and then as you said, slowly transition off the OG switches away, let there be only OLED switches there. That's I I feel like that's the e- the shadier but easier way to go uh for nintendo and like we didn't really argue about it too much i would say when it got priced at 350 i think we actually went on the other way it's like hey if you're getting a a nintendo switch might as well get a switch oled because you're getting a better screen even it's only 50 more dollars you know we're kind of like and not saying team nintendo but we're just saying it kind of makes sense to us if you're playing on handheld you would prefer to get the switch oled if you're playing exclusively docked get the og switch and save yourself 50 dollars um with sony they went the comp i don't know what their marketing is because it's definitely not with the consumers or with the fans at all it's quite the opposite <laughs> and it's kind of direct too it's it's yeah. not like shady or sneaky or whatever they're they're straight up telling you it's 50 dollars more on all yep. of these markets and we're not going to increase the, the price and yeah we're not increasing the price in the united states even though inflation is happening you guys are struggling but hey we're struggling too and we gotta make oh, a boo-hoo, business contra- boohoo boo and they freaking who um, and they decided to you know my the theory of why they're doing this right and i again i think i stole this theory i don't think this was an original thought i read everything on mm-hmm. twitter and they of course my thoughts um i mean i've seen people argue that yeah they're gonna make some more money in other markets selling it at a higher price i don't think that's what they're doing here though i think that they see that there's a shortage all over the place 
including the United States, there are people that still can't get a PS5. This thing is going to come out two years ago in a couple months. And mm -hmm. by raising the price in other markets where the PlayStation is already the dominant console, they're able to dedicate more of the consoles to the United States where you know they have more of a competition with Microsoft. So they're going to try to make them more available in the United States as like a, okay, like you've been having trouble getting one. We want to make them more readily available to you because we want to be a more prominent force in this, you know, region. Mm -hmm. What do you think about that? Yeah. I think it's like I, a bunch of executives at Sony looking at the inflation. It's like, Hey, we can save X amount of money if we just increase the price in the countries that no matter what, we're, it's not going to change the sale projections. We have a sales team right here. You increase that $50, it's not going to matter at all. And boom, that's that what happened. That could be true, too. A clear business decision, I think. Yeah. It's so frustrating because I know people outside of the United States. I'm thinking of somebody in particular um, mm -hmm. who lives in Canada who wants a PlayStation 5 but can't get one because the only way that they are available are in bundles that are marked up at least $100. Mm -hmm. yeah. And... Canadian prices are insane, first of yeah. all. And now they're going to be even more expensive. And they're bundled with these games that nobody wants. Like, sorry to NBA 2K fans. Nobody wants that game. I'm sorry. Bundled with their PS5. I'm sorry. Right. Come on. Come on. And, like, like, I don't know. Like, I think that's another problem. I think that Sony is making some bad decisions. And we don't have to get into it on a Nintendo podcast. But I just wanted to bring yeah. it up because... Um, I, oh, think I think it's relevant. is relevant for the Switch and a yeah. potential price point for the Switch Pro. Yeah, what what would be the price for a Switch Pro? Is it going to be four hundred dollars? That's a scary thought. It's like I don't know. Well, okay. It definitely gives Nintendo, I think, more leeway to price it higher now because of that. Or price it won't in be as much regions. of a sticker shot. It's, yeah, yeah, I guess so. Um, yeah, there's. I, I just, Sony's messaging on this is just really poor. That's that's all. If they would have raised the price, I, I don't know how else they would have done it, to be honest with you. I'm not a marketing team, but the way they did it about relating to inflation and how they're struggling, it's like... It's poor. <laughs> it's, it, yeah. And, it's but bad. At the, end, <laughs> at the end of the day, you know, we're, we're complaining about it, um, but... At the end of the day, I, I think from just a marketing perspective, it's not going to change other than what they predicted. It's like, it's going to save us this amount of money. Boom. There you go. That's that's what's going to happen. Uh, Donnie said he pre-ordered NBA 2K, by the way, Rebecca. <laughs> I'm so sorry, Donnie. Nobody else cares. <laughs> At this um, point in 2020, like, no, no. Nobody is buying a PS5 for that bundle. No. Well, I mean... He brings up a good point. NBA outsells most games every year. I feel like a lot of the sports games in general, like you're going to have a package like FIFA um, with PS5 a lot too. But Sure, yeah. but it, I don't know. If you're waiting for a PS5 and you can't get one and that's the only way to get one, it's it stings that you have mm -hmm. to pay $100 more or whatever they're, because they're bundling it with extra controllers, extra peripherals, extra games that you don't want when you just want the option to pick and choose. Yeah, no, I agree with you, for sure. So, I don't know. Sorry for people out there getting a price increase. Get an Xbox Series S. 
$300. Well, probably a little bit more where, where you're in locally, but it's uh, way more affordable than a lot of the other options. Or just keep on what playing with the Switch. What about the people who want these Sony exclusives, though? There's a lot of people that want to play The Last of Us Remastered next month. Well, you're going to have to bundle it up and, and get your PlayStation 5 if you want it. Or you can just wait till PC. Um, I think a lot of... but. In actuality, a most players like it, I would week. say I, I I'm thinking India. I'm thinking like other developing countries too. They mainly get the console for sports games, FIFA, NBA. It's like there's another option now for them, a much more affordable option. I think um, not more affordable so. when you're raising the price of the console by fifty bucks. No, I'm saying like Xbox. Like you, you can go to Xbox. You can oh, go to oh, PC okay. if you want. So yeah, yeah, stuff like that. Yeah, I just I yeah. They're, Sony's Sony, questionable yeah. this generation. Yeah. But anyways, in Nintendo news, we had this week a Splatoon three Treehouse Live, so that we could get an in-depth look of the Splatoon three news that we had learned last week. Um, I love Treehouse. They showed off some of the single-player campaign, which I was very curious about the return of the Mammalians, yeah. because I was not a fan of the single-player uh, campaign in Splatoon 1 or Splatoon 2. Right. But fortunately, it doesn't look exactly like what I wanted it to, but the stages are formatted more similarly to Octo Expansion, where you get to choose between the three weapons, and it's kind of like a difficulty setting, like if you want to do it easy, medium, or more difficult, depending on what kind of weapon you're choosing, higher risk, higher reward type of thing. You play as Agent 3, who they specified as a new iteration of Agent 3. It's not the previous ones. Um, they showed off many of the new weapons, subs, specials, like the Splatana, the Trizuka, the Crab Tank looked really cool. Uh, they also went into the test range to um, show off a lot of these mm -hmm. weapons and specials. It's bigger. It takes place in the multiplayer lobby. So now instead of like waiting to be sorted into a match, waiting for your match to start, waiting for everybody, you can go into the testing range and um, you know play around test your weapons they have more features like a copy machine ai that you can copy your weapon onto oh, it and cool. it does like yeah. the same stuff that you do so like you can try some defensive moves and whatnot um oh also during the campaign the little um salmonoid small fry it can be used as a sub weapon and you can yeah. like throw him at enemies it kind of reminded me of pikmin where you can throw him at enemies and he'll attack them and then you can oh, call cool. him back it's That's so really cute. Cool. I really like him. I really hope nothing bad happens to him during the story. I can definitely see it being like a Terrico from right. Age of Calamity type of situation <laughs> where he's so cute and then everything bad happens. Um, they did show off some of the new multiplayer stages like Scorch Gorge and Eel Tail Alley. They look cool. They look cool. I like them. They look very inspired. Um, they showed off a little bit of the locker decoration and those nameplates. Uh, that you can customize, kind of make them look however you want. Other players can see them. Uh, and then finally, they showed off the Splatoon OLED and Pro Controller. Yeah. Reminded that it was out uh, this, this week. Um, cool. The Pro Controller comes out on the 9th along with the game. Um, mm -hmm. And just a reminder, the Splatfest demo is tomorrow. If you're listening to this audio, it's probably today, Saturday, the 27th, um, from 9 a.m. Pacific time. Pacific time. time. Yeah. Yep. And then it lasts 12 hours. Remember, the first half is normal Splatfest, 
And then the second half is that tri-color Splatfest. Um, so if you want to make the most of it, plan to play a little bit during the first half of those 12 hours and a little bit during the second half if you want to try both things. Will you be taking part in the Splatfest, Rock, Paper, Scissors? Yes, I thought it was Sunday as well. Is it just tomorrow? It is just tomorrow. No way. Hold on. I, I'm just, I'm just confirmed. Oh, it's only tomorrow. It's only tomorrow. Uh, I'm going to be Did busy Did you have plans? Tomorrow. I have a lot of plans For 12 tomorrow. hours you're going to be busy? <laughs> I, it's literally my busiest Saturday in the longest time. So oh, I may have, I may have, I can probably sneak in a couple rounds like for 30 minutes. Um, but yeah, I'll, I'll definitely try it out if I'm able try to. Try to do the um, second half if you can, because that's what's going to yeah. be different. Like, that's going to be the new thing. Like, you've done Splatfest in the past. Like, you know how they work. But I'm really sure. interested in seeing how the try stuff works. Hashtag Team Rock. Let's go. Team Rock. Yes, Adam asked. Adam wrote in and asked us, what team will you be playing as during the Splatfest? And why is it the only correct answer? Definitely Team Rock. Team Rock. Um, it I mean, beats everything obvious, else, right? It beats it, it everything. Can like, like, I don't understand this paper covering or whatever. You could destroy paper with rock. If like, I held up a sheet of paper, you could throw a rock and it would put a it, hole. It would tear. It. it would. It would destroy. Yeah. So, yeah, team rock all the way. Absolutely. We'll see how that goes. I mean, if you need more convincing, rock music is so good. <laughs> Um, rocks there is the oldest it's the oldest out of the three of them it predates paper it predates scissors um, it's, it's from just, the earth it's, it's, it's not earth. just a boulder yes. it's a rock guys it's a rock it's a rock a rock, a rock. <laughs> so yes um, I will be streaming some people asked in chat will I be streaming it yes I will be I will stream part of the first half and part of the second half so look out cool. for that um, they also showed off Harvestella in the treehouse. Yeah. Did you watch yes. any of that? Because I did not. I did watch it. Um, okay. It looks, it looks very much like a clone from like Rune Factory or Atelier Ryza, kind of where you control this per like this one character in third person, and you like it's kind of like Stardew Valley where you like you go throughout the day and like just get like harvest some crops or like you know like plant some crops in the morning and you go out on an adventure and you like go through certain areas and obstacles you get crafting items come back there's a town it just seemed like it lacks identity to me is in, this square in general enix? this is square enix yeah okay um why do they have this game November. in the treehouse i don't know to be honest with you um because this is a Switch exclusive. Um, oh. Yeah. Yeah, it is Switch exclusive. Um, I don't know what Square Enix's angle, though, because they have so many different games. This must have been, like, another, like, contracted developer or, like, a smaller developer in-house um, kind of developing this game. Maybe they wanted to try this out. But it's very much like Rune Factory 4. It's very much like Atelier uh, yeah. Rise, but Atelier Rise is like a little better. This looks very mid-tier. Like it doesn't look, it, it looks boring. Kind I of, do feel like this genre is really oversaturated, oversaturated at this point. And if you yeah. don't have something that is like, like you said, the identity, like it's something that's making it stand out, it doesn't interest me. I don't know. Yeah. You know, farming sim, been there, done that. 
like I don't know. I've done it's I've done it too many times. What's it, yeah what's yeah there were, there wasn't really much of a hook to me. Um, looking and then like you go out into adventure and do like you know the hack and slash, you can defeat monsters, whatever. You upgrade your weapons, but yeah, I I was like barely just paying attention just because of oh, I've seen that before. I've seen that. What's before. What's the art style? It's is it ugly? Yeah, it's like even. You think of Atelier Ryza, like that kind of art style, but less animated and just—I don't know. It just looks—it it just looks like an upred RuneScape graphics or something like that. Really? It, yeah, it doesn't look that. Um, I mean, it, it looks fine. Uh. I just—I just be—I wouldn't showcase this. Look what the Switch can do. It can do this game. It definitely not like that. Yeah, you're right. Um, huh? It, it looks boring. And then, man, I could not handle the treehouse people here. I actually really like the treehouse people in Splat, uh, Splatoon 3. They were actually pretty cool going oh, through the game. Oh, was it different people? Oh, completely different people. The person controlling the game was way too bubbly. Just like, ooh, I'm, I'm resting here. Ooh. I'm like, oh, please stop. Like, this is like cringeworthy <laughs> right here. I, I can't check that out. <laughs> Yeah, she she got into like. Did it feel like fake fake enthusiasm? Very fake, very fake. Wow. Like, yeah, she she did a little too much, on 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 playing the game, like trying to be so much fun with it. And I'm just like, Ugh, just just show off. People the game. can see through that. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. But anyways, that Harvestella is coming out later this year, exclusively on Switch, published by Square Enix. I don't imagine this game going like crazy on the sale charts or anything like that though it'll be <laughs> i think square enix knows what they have and they're like okay just just let it release and let it die on the vine like uh babylon's fall just let it go one little push to get it in a tree house i don't know they probably like said something to convince nintendo like hey you already have this event showing off splatoon please just tack on our game at the end so that some people know it exists. Yes. <laughs> I know it looks like Rune Factory. Okay. That's okay. Just just have it out there. So anyways. Okay. Harvestella. Not excited um, for it. <laughs> get hype. Um, so a lot of people know that uh, Masahiro Sakurai, the creator of um, Super Smash Bros., posted a screenshot of the day every single day faithfully for what was it at least two years maybe more it was quite a while yeah it was a while it was a couple years and uh he said it's coming to an end but he has a new project right around the corner and he announced it this week it is a youtube channel that he's starting um, so this is actually really cool. I haven't had a chance to go check out the videos yet, but there already are um, a handful of videos. What do we say? Like f about four of them already that he There's put four up. out and they've been mm -hmm. constantly coming out. They are, it was like two in the beginning and then like mm -hmm. two days ago and one day ago. Like, okay. They, he's, so he's, he's, he's been consistent it out for already. sure. Yeah. Yeah. And it's, um, so far about like his experience with creating games and I'm really interested in this channel. I'm going to check it out this weekend because I feel like he has, a wealth of knowledge with just how long he's been in the industry, how hard he works in the industry, his connections. He made Kirby for crying out loud. Like, I don't know. Mm -hmm. I feel like he knows so much and like he just has this experience that the fact that he's sharing that with us is 
kind of unheard of for people in his position. Um, he already is doing quite well with subscribers, already surpassing 300,000. Um, I subscribed. I'm definitely excited to check this oh, out. Sure. Did you watch any yet? No, I didn't watch any of it yet, but I subscribed to it, and his videos are rel they're less than 10 minutes, and they look pretty cool. Um, That's a good, like, yeah. chunk to, you know, to take in. Yeah, yeah, um, for sure. I also read he, I think he tweeted it was today maybe, that he was looking at other YouTubers in uh, the industry, like the con like the gaming content creation yeah. industry, and looking at them for inspiration with what they create, and, you know, when trying to decide what to do with his channel. And that just makes me think, like, oh my god, like, what channels did he check out? Like, did he only check out, you know, predominantly Japanese creators? Did he right. check out Western creators as well? Like, could you imagine, like, your YouTube channel? Like, there's Being probably some famous YouTubers that, like, That'd that cool. he, you know, watch, and people are probably like, oh my god, he watched my channel. But, um, yeah, I think that's really cool. I think we've said for a while how cool it would be if some of these, you know, big-name creators put out a book or whatever of their experiences, of their knowledge, mm -hmm. um, YouTube channel. I'll take it. That's really cool. Good on him. Yeah, it's it seems like, you know, he's doing something. And also Hideo Kojima, he's doing a podcast. Like, he's starting oh, up a I podcast. Oh, I heard about that, on, too. Yeah. Yeah, exclusively on Spotify. It's, it's interesting to see more of these Japanese developers. Like, hey, we can do this, too. We can create content on the side and, and be fine, be within the confines of whatever, um, but still make cool content, which is awesome. Yeah, because I feel like a lot of these times these developers are like, especially in the Japanese culture, are very closed off about these things. Yeah. So it's nice to see some of the inside perspective. Mm hmm. Any other thoughts on that? No, I, I need to check these out for sure. Yeah. Um, he has yeah. Kirby's Dreamland, Stop for Big Moments. That's the title of these YouTube videos. Uh, he goes through um, creative works and uh, frame rates. Uh, I'm, I'm okay. intrigued for sure. Yeah, for sure. Uh, Game Freak confirms this week that Pokemon Legends Arceus started its development before the launch of Sword and Shield. This is kind of crazy. Okay. So they shared information during the talk at the um, during a talk that they held at the Computer Entertainment Developers Conference that the game started development in the fall of 2018. That's a whole year before Sword and Shield mm -hmm. launched. They also shared that Scarlet and Violet developed uh, started development in late 2019, which was around the time of Sword and Shield's launch. So that means that Scarlet and Violet will have been in development for three years by the time they release. I feel like we always are like talking about you know how pokemon they churn out a new game every year they're like well why can't mm -hmm. they work on a game for a little bit longer you know they rcs just came out brilliant diamond just came out i know that was a different developer but like um mm -hmm. that they're churning out these games so quickly we don't realize like how far in advance some of these games started their development which mm -hmm. i feel like is almost a bad thing like to say with like the quality of game that we're getting here dare I say, but like, I don't, I don't feel like I'm looking at Scarlet and Violet and saying, yes, that's a game that's been in development for three years. I don't know. Yeah. They, I mean, Game Freak always had the cadence of a yearly release, whether it be a remake or let's go or a main game. Um, they've been churning it out for sure. Um, and I think, 
yeah, I, I really like this because um, Legends Arceus was kind of like a kind of a pivot for them, right? They're like, okay, mm-hmm. let's let's think about this a little bit more. What do we want to do for the future of the Pokemon franchise? They obviously was like, hey, we're not going to do Sword and Shield formula anymore. Like, we want to change a little bit more. I we still want the sales and still want to be Pokemon, but we want to change it up a bit. And so I'm glad that they took a little bit more time to think about yeah. um, Legends Arceus and then turning it into a mainline game like uh, Scarlet and Violet. Um, I'm I'm glad that they're taking a little bit more time to do this. And I hope they continue to do that. I know they want to keep up with sales or whatever, but I think Pokemon, the brand itself, it's, I mean, like, I, they can't take four or five years, but they can take, you know, a good amount of time yeah. before they sell. But I, I understand at the same time, they want to have yearly release to be a little bit ubiquitous for, for the age group, which is kids. Like, kids grow up. They grow up fast. After two years, they are sucked into Fortnite or, or something that's constant, right? Something that's constantly churning out new content. Pokemon needs to be a little bit more updated as well. And so... Good point. Um, yeah, that's a good point. Anyways. Um, I think that I had a backwards thought before I learned this where I remember we were saying that the open world of and I know it's not open world but you know what I mean when I say that of Mm -hmm. Legends Arceus was inspired by the open world um, sorry the what was it called the open area what was it like open area yeah is that what it was called I feel like I don't even remember it's like open zone or something I don't even know how do we not remember (laughs) it's like big (laughs) wild area the wild area sure yeah I think that's what it was. Yeah. Um, how the how the the openness of Legends Arceus was inspired by the wild area, but now I'm wondering if it's a little bit backwards that they knew that they wanted to go kind of a more open route for Legends Arceus and said, "Hey, why don't we test the waters and make a wild area open area in mm-hmm. um, Sword and Shield?" So I feel like maybe those conversations were happening simultaneously yeah. instead of expanding on the one idea, which is I think how we originally thought about it. Which is kind of cool. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. Like, I don't know. I don't know. Are they thinking about Gen 10 right now? They could be. I'm sure. No, I'm sure they're way ahead of the game. They're like, okay, what is our. I think they they are planning the next. I I, I would say until 2024, 2025. I think they're thinking of next year's game, the game after that. What's it Mm going to be? Is it going to be a a remake? Is it going to be Let's Go? Or is it going to be something else? Because we. They gotta have something. They have to have something, almost yearly during the holiday season, and I think that's how they get, you know, still the age group that they do, um, to become ubiquitous along with yeah. the holiday season for the parents too. It makes sense. So, yeah, I think that's kind of cool how it gives us a little bit of insight into like what their timelines are like. Yeah, which it makes and sense, I'm glad they're expanding too. They, you know, you got the completely different studio that's now remaking their games in unity uh, hopefully they improve <laughs> than what they did with brilliant diamond and shining pearl but at least they have someone else that can focus a little bit more on the remakes of games and so they can be specialized in those games whereas they can just take their time and experiment with the mainline pokemon games i don't know careful what you say brilliant diamond and shining pearl were were a little bit rough <laughs> <laughs> yeah that was their first one i didn't I think it rough. was possible for a pokemon game to be 
more rough than developed by Game Freak themselves, but yeah. here we are. I just hope they become a little bit more open. I, I understand they need this yearly release for Pokemon, but I honestly would I would love to see some more side stuff, some more bigger side stuff. I love Pokemon Coliseum and Stadium. Um, I like the tactical RPG Pokemon Conquest. I just hope they venture out a little bit more in the game space um, than what what they have with, like, you know, the MOBA Pokemon Unite in, in the mobile mm-hmm. games and stuff like that, so... Yep. Yeah, good point. Why don't you take us through the Gamescom roundup? <laughs> so Gamescom happened, guys. Can you believe it? It happened. I, I, it happened. I watched the opening night. Um, there was barely anything Switch-related or Nintendo-related. It was mainly, you know, games that are multi-platform. So I'm just going to go through some of my highlights because I have some highlighted games in here that's coming on Switch and also... Um, just some other things that happened. First off, did you see this this Mini Cooper company? Like, and I had to watch the trailer three times before I understood what was happening. Oh my gosh! So they made a Pikachu concept car. It's Um, an electric car, right? It's an electric car. Yes, it's a concept for an electric car. (laughs) I don't get these concept cars. I'm sure Donnie knows way more about this stuff than I do. But I'm just like. Why do you need this? And I think Jeff Keighley kind of notioned to that. It's like, why did you make this car? It's like, and they're like, we want to be in the culture. And the culture is Pikachu. This is Mini Coopers, <laughs> by the way, for yeah, people. Yeah. Like the Mini Cooper car, the company Mini. Right, Mini Cooper. And it looked cool. It had the little Pikachu electronic steering wheel or whatever. I think the it was uh, the headlights was actually a projector for Pokemon anime shows or something like that, right? It, like so on the wall. I went on their website because I had to write about this, and oh they gosh. wanted to create a concept that you know how you can plug in your smartphone into your cars now, and like it does stuff like it. You know, you can make your car send text right. messages for you. You can make it play your music, things like that. They wanted to make the concept of having fun the same way of plugging in your smartphone that you can plug in your game console. And so you're right. It's a projector that you can, like, oh my goodness. play your video games in your car with, a, with the projector. Like, it's, it's a concept. It's not a real thing. But it's like, <laughs> I, don't, I don't know. I don't know. It was weird. I didn't like it. It was very weird, and just the, resp- I mean, like, okay, concept cars, I get. You want to figure out what can happen in the future, what future capabilities you want in a car. Um, that's cool. I th- I think that's, you, know, you kind of need that, but this type of way, I'm just like, I don't want I don't want to like play video games while I drive. Car for me is like, I drive from point A to point B. I am st- looking at the road i am not trying to have fun with my car even if you have a self-driving car i know a lot of these um you know electric car companies are are starting to look towards that self-driving they already exist they're already out there these self-driving cars oh it's Um, tesla yeah you're not supposed to be using the yeah the tesla they have that screen that you can you can play like stardew valley and like rocket league and stuff on these screens already Um, but you're not supposed to do that while the car is self-driving because you're still supposed to be like in the driver's seat, paying attention, like ready yes. to respond in case something happens. But um, there's always there's already been major accidents with self-driving. I can 
that's a whole other subject I can get into um, <laughs> right now. There's Stop accidents driving. with human cars. Human yeah, no, cars. Oh, yeah, electric cars are, they can be worse though because the batteries in them, if any point in contact with them, they're a lot more dangerous than a gasoline car. So, okay. yeah. Anyways, Pikachu concept car. It happened. Pika, Pika. Okay. Weird. Um, that happened the Gamescom opening night. I want to just, so opening night happened. I didn't really care much for a lot of games out, like outside of Switch. The two games, it was, was kind of boring. Um, the two games that were showcased that I'm very interested in, um, one is actually a, well, it wasn't a surprise cause it was leaked. Um, but I'm pleasantly surprised by it is the new tales from the borderlands ever heard of tales from the borderlands rebecca um no yeah it's the uh telltale game um and it was all about a oh. self-contained story in the borderlands universe um it made was by five telltale? episodes yep made by telltale it was out in like 2014 2015 something like that oh, i didn't know that yeah, and it was actually very good. It's one of, I would say, one of Telltale's stronger um, games, for sure. Mm-hmm. Um, I I really enjoyed it. And I love the lore in, in Borderlands as well. So uh, Tales from the cool. Borderlands, go check it out. It's out on Switch, too. Um, but the new Tales from the Borderlands was showcased here. And this is coming out later this year on Switch. Um, and it's focusing, it's all one contained package for $50. Um, so you don't, it's not separate episodes or whatever. Um, you are going to be playing three different characters and three different perspectives in the same storyline over course of 24 hours, which is actually a neat concept. I haven't seen too much of in a, like that kind of narrative sense. So I'm, I'm interested to how this game responds. Um, this game is actually developed by Gearbox and Gearbox hired some developers from Telltale, um, after they went down. Um, so it, these are in-house writers that came from Telltale and they're making a game for Gearbox. We'll see how that goes. Um, I like the premise of the game. Um, they're, um, getting into certain companies that they haven't talked to, uh, talked about as much. So I'm very interested in the lore and, and how this Borderlands game does. The next one I have, which I'm just, I don't know why I'm just very enthralled by this game. Hogwarts Legacy was shown off, and it looks so good. I just cannot wait for that game. I know there were crickets yesterday in the PSVG podcast. You told me about that. I am the number one like Hogwarts Legacy fan right now because it looks so good. I think it, it, you are completely alone in the PSVG yes, crew on that. I, I, I accept that, um, but I would highly recommend not getting this on Switch. Because I think it will be a pile of steaming garbage on Switch. I didn't even know it was supposed to come to Switch. It was announced for PS4, Xbox One, Switch, and then PS5 and PC and and series. Um, But they delayed it. The PS5 and Xbox Series X is coming out in February. And the Switch is delayed and to be revealed soon. And it's a native port, guys. They... They admit this is a native port, not a cloud port. I think what's going to happen, they're going to switch it to a cloud port, hush, hush, and six months later, it's going to be out um, via cloud. But just don't play it via cloud or on Switch in general. Just get on PlayStation 
5 or Xbox or PC. Um, but yeah, that, I mean, that's pretty much it for me. Other than that, there was the future game showcase. Um, I, you, might, you guys want might want to check it out because there's a lot of like indie slash double A developed games in there. I thought some of them. I didn't looked even know this cool. took place. Yeah, and it's like about an hour and a half. Um, the host actually one was the voice of. Um, oh man, what's his uh, the the main character in God of War? What's his name? I I even Kratos. Forgot. Kratos, yes. Um, yeah, no, he, he's like one of the hosts in there. And it's so weird to hear him in his deep, dark voice with all these games. Like, <laughs> this game is coming out on PlayStation 5. Oh, that's <laughs> like, so cool. Like, I like oh, that. Goodness. Um, it was actually a pretty neat little show. Uh, lots of smaller games, uh, a lot of games coming out on Switch. So go check that out for sure. Um, but yeah, other than that, Gamescom is, <laughs> is whatever. Uh, not much going on on switch land for sure why don't you take this next one as well <laughs> literally it's just the st- the title of the article will speak for itself guys nintendo to reduce switch packaging by 20 percent by games industry dot biz yeah that's a good yeah, amount 20 percent that's like what a fifth that is a, a fifth that's not a fifth a fifth a, a fifth like, yeah and that, like that this looks much yeah about that much yeah yeah a good shave okay. off for sure oh john 32 said sonic frontiers yeah no i i'm not touching that pile of garbage either sorry guys people I, are saying it looks good yeah no i don't know who these people are it's like everyone else but i have an obscene <laughs> hatred against sonic i just don't okay i watched this trailer and everyone's like oh my gosh this looks so good i'm like this is the most contrasting thing I've ever seen in my life. It looks so futuristic, Neo, and then you see a blue hedgehog just running through stuff. And I'm like, what is going on with this game? I, I can't, I, I don't understand it. And I will never touch this game. I don't care if this, this game is received well. I, I have an obscene hatred against this blue hedgehog. And that's it. Um. Wow, we are the hating Sonic the Hedgehog podcast because i feel the same way oh dang all right sounds good (laughs) wow this game does not interest me i'm sorry i think we're in the minority here (laughs) i mean okay i'm like i hope that sonic fans i hope it's good for the sake of sonic fans because i know they have been through heck and back with having bad game after bad game after bad game and yeah i do hope that things are better for them i think it looks it it looks good like I, I, it looks fine. Like it doesn't look like a bad game. It's just when I see all this futuristic neo stuff, and then like the villains being super obscure, and then just a blue hedgehog just running through crap and obstacles and hoops. I'm like, what? What am I looking at anymore? I I, I don't understand like what's going good, on. A good Sonic game, but a mid video game. There you go. That's yeah. It'll probably be a mid video game. Anyway, anyways, <laughs> the uh, Pokemon World Championship, whatever the heck they had in London, finished. Uh, it, it took place this weekend, and at the very end, um, they announced um, what the new battle standards would be for online rank battles. Who cares about that? You put that link. I'm going to tell you about what was better. They showed off a new Pokemon. They oh, cool. um, revealed Cyclozar. It what? is this 
green. Have you seen it, Garrett? Did you see this new Pokemon? I, I have um, not seen this one. Cyclozar. If someone Cyclozar. in the chat can just spell it out, that would be great. C Y C L I Z A R. Cyclozar. It is a dragon normal type. It looks. You know how the two legendaries have that oh, wheel right. on their chest? It right. has that same wheel. It looks like a smaller version of those. It's green. Um, I just want to put it out there that. This is consistent with the leaks that I've been reading. It's very consistent. They said that there was going to be a bike Pokemon that was not the legendaries. And what do you know? This is a bike Pokemon. You can ride this. It's very a popular one for, you can see there's screenshots cool. of trainers riding it. It says yeah. um, people riding Cyclizar are a very common sight. It appears Cyclizar don't mind being ridden because of the warmth of her rider helps stave off the cold. Um, it's also consistent with the leak. If anyone doesn't want to hear it, close your ears now for the next 30 seconds. Um, it's consistent with the leaks that talk about, um, it being a, like, kind of, uh, I forget what the words that they use, like, an ancient stage, and then, um, the legendaries are, like, the future stage for it. Okay. So, like, this won't, this won't evolve into the legendaries, apparently. It's, like, its own Pokemon, but, like... It's a version of them. Cool. That sounds good. Yeah. So this will probably be available to catch in the wild. It's like, I don't know. It's, it's a thing. Um, cool. But it, it looks it looks pretty cool. It has a new move called Shed Tail. The user creates mm -hmm. a substitute for itself using its own HP before switching places. It's basically the sub same thing as the move substitute. Right. Um, but you don't need baton pass for it. It's like substitute plus baton pass. Cool. Um yeah so get hype yeah it looks cool i like this a and lot then, more yeah and then finally um there was a new interview posted on was this on reset era i think it was yeah it was, well yeah and they translated it from like an, like another yeah yeah, yeah. But it was yeah. we got we got it posted on reset era um a new interview from takashi tokita who uh, was the um man behind live live alive i still can't get that name right um oh yeah there's an interview you're right the it's a youtube interview um and then they they translated some of it he shared in the interview that the live alive remake only happened because nintendo specifically asked him for it so he shared a couple of interesting things. Um, he was very attached to Live Alive, but as a producer, he recognized that it was a commercial failure at the time, and he never thought that it would come up for a remake. It actually was Nintendo who asked him to put the game on Virtual Console for the 20th anniversary um, some years ago. That was wow. eight years ago now, because that game came yeah. out the same year we were born. So eight years ago, they wanted him to put it on the Virtual Console, um, he talked about how the game is such a melting pot of influences. He wanted people to experience all kinds of situations, showing what games could bring to the table as a medium. He said that the game script was purposefully written to be impactful in like a very manga slash anime way. Um, mm -hmm. He wrote it like as if it would be voiced, still kind of more like realistic dialogue, I guess. Um, they selected voice actors for this remake that a lot of them were fans of the original game 
Um, oh, I guess cool. like the the Jap the Japanese voice actors, I would imagine, probably not the American ones, but maybe I don't know. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, they took extra care in the remake to try and enhance the way the script works by breaking down some dialogue differently. So a lot of people were talking about how in the unofficial translation, which was very much kept, I think like very close to what the Japanese wording was, they changed <laughs> things up in this translation to, I guess, make it make more sense for American audiences or like Western, like English speaking audiences. Um, things like that. Um, and yeah, I think it's um, interesting that Nintendo would would ask for this, that they would yeah. say like, hey, like, and especially for them to want it on the virtual console, but then deciding to do a remake instead. I don't, I feel like Nintendo doesn't do that too often. Yeah, I I wonder why Nintendo was really motivated for this specific game, because I never heard of it, or you never really heard of it either before it got announced and got remade. Um, I'm glad that they did, because it's becoming a one of those like I wouldn't say cult hits or whatever, but it's it's hitting the right notes for a lot of people um, on Switch. Of course, a lot of like. Um, people who are into rpgs classic rpgs um this really struck a chord with them but also just like a lot of other people that are on switch that would never see this type of game really getting into it as well um yeah it's probably not going to be a huge commercial success just the way that you know the identity of this game and how it's marketed but i think it's uh i'm glad nintendo is is seeking out these types of games it's like hey what's what's sort of cool from like you know, uh, like older times and like try to refresh it and reframe it and like be modernized uh, for our console now and how we can just like bring, I don't know, culture or whatever. Um, Yeah. I hope that it sells more than the original did just because I want it to be worth it for them. Um, Did you, I'm seeing another quote from here. Did you ever play Dragon Quest IV? Or are you familiar with it? I, I, I'm I'm not a big Dragon Quest fan, to be honest with you. I, I, I tried a little bit, but not four. Because he says also that the game's structure is 100% lifted from Dragon Quest IV. And that's mm-hmm. interesting to me because I thought that the structure of the game with all these different storylines was pretty unique. And I had never seen a game do that before. And maybe it was inspired by, by Dragon Quest. Um, so I'm curious I, about that. Game. I think he means the specific combat, right? Like the placement oh. and the tactical. I don't know. I, oh, okay. I, I'm not, not the sure about the structure of like the, the, the you know... Picking a the character, story. doing their story, moving on. Yeah. I, again, I'm oh, not okay. familiar with Dragon Quest Four, so don't take my word maybe for it. Maybe somebody, I think, maybe a listener can educate us then. Yeah, yeah, educate us, because we don't know. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so I think that's cool, and it just goes to show that uh, they are willing to do stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Um, so let's. That's the end of our news segment. Let's close out the show as we always do with our questions directly from you. Starting with Ghost Days ninety nine. Who wants to know if they made a Splatoon cereal? What do you think would be the best name for it? What do you think would be the worst name for it? Huh. I actually I was, didn't I see this question before. Some. I know. I added this one to the list because it was um, uh, it wasn't on here. But I was trying to think of some stuff. And I was trying to come up with, like, some puns. Yeah. Um, I'm trying to, yeah. Like, ink I cereal be- squid. The best thing I came up with, and this is based on one of the character bosses, um, DJ Octavio's, because of DJ Octavio. 
Octavio's. That's that's um, good. Yeah, I was also trying to think of something like a pun with "wooby," like um, hmm. something something "woomy." Um, this requires me for being creative, and I I just can't right now. What was Captain Cuttlefish Crunch? That's a good one. Mm-hmm. I, I I would I would try that out. Fruity um, Woomies says Jules. Hmm. Fruity Woomies. I, I was thinking something so generic, <laughs> like Splatoonios or something. Splatoonios. <laughs> I love the Splatoon lore and characters and stuff, so um, I'm trying to think of what else would be good. Yeah. I feel like I, I want to do a mock-up now. I yeah, want to do like a I, mock-up of like a Splatoon cereal. I'm, I'm thinking of the box and everything, how how they would phrase it. It would be yeah, very I'm colorful. It would have to be something with like colorful. lots of different like rainbow colors. Like, like, um, do you th- like I'm thinking like a Lucky Charms type of cereal. Do you think they would have food coloring like package with the cereal so when you like pour the cereal you can like <laughs> put some food coloring in your milk and so it would be like black that would be cool that way. would be really cool yeah yeah i like that i'm like now i'm thinking like instead of cereal like um you know how like some yogurts did that where like, mm-hmm. like is that tricks yogurt where you it's like white and then you put the mix in it and then you mix it up and then it turns into like pink or green or whatever didn't yeah. we used to have yogurt like that as a kid? Oh, was that man. tricks? I, was it tricks or gogurt, kind gogurt. of? No, gogurt was, was the like the the the, the long two ones. I think I know what you're talking about though. It's like you mix it around. <laughs> Something like that. Yeah. I don't know. But that's what big I'm man thinking. crunch. Kyle the puck says. Big man crunch. I like it. Splatos. Yeah, lots of ink splats. I could definitely see. I like want to design that. I wish I was a graphic designer so I could like make it look good. But you know what? I'm gonna do it anyway. I'm not a big cereal fan, to be quite honest with you. Never was. I go um, through phases with cereal. With like yeah. cereal, I will like not eat it for months and months and months, and then I'll eat like an entire box in like two nights. <laughs> <laughs> nice. And it it has Got to be fish. at like midnight. Like, I'll just get, like, yeah. a random craving at, like, midnight, and I'll have, like, four like, you, you bowls just, of cereal in a row. <laughs> just grab some No, yeah, like, with milk, like, of course. I would just, I okay. don't know, like, one bowl of cereal is not enough. Yeah, I don't know. I just, the cereal is just fine with me. Do you remember Pokemon cereal? Did you have that as a kid? No, I didn't. <laughs> they had a oh. collaboration. I don't know who it was with, but I remember it. I normally I just had they came Captain out with a Crunch. Mario cereal a couple years ago. Yeah, there was a Mario cereal. Mm-hmm. I remember that. Man, I just yeah, it was never. Uh, oh man, there was Pokemon Pop Tarts. I would be down for that. I was a big Pop Tart kid. Um, Wait, I'm gonna show you the Pokemon the cereal. cereal. Okay. It was. I could, I could share it on the screen too. Yeah. Can I send it to you on? twitter yeah sure i'm curious it was so good and i'm pretty sure i kept the boxes for a very long time i had like two of them i remember we just kept um not with the cereal in it i ate the cereal but mm-hmm. oh it was it was kellogg's a collaboration with kellogg's of course it's kellogg's. limited edition pokemon it's pikachu holding a little spoon it looks like it's basically the same thing as lucky charms 
It mm-hmm. looks like it's like a little Cheerio type thing with marshmallows in it. There you go. Yeah, Articuno, Ditto, Meryl. Yeah. This must have been when they were like easing into the second generation of Merrells there. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but you yeah, got it. Was, it that Articuno that. looks very like interesting. Like that the old, design, like, very it, it old just art. <laughs> yeah, seems a little off. Definitely first gen. <laughs> <laughs> Definitely. Oh boy. Uh, Yarden wants to know you're not Nintendo, but if you were, what would your future PC release strategy look like? Mm. What IP would be off limits and fair game? I just want Metroid to sell better. Hmm. What What do you think about Nintendo games being sold on the PC platform? First off, I don't think they'll ever do it. And okay. I don't think they should do it for new releases, but I think that it would make a heck of a virtual console type deal if they if they pulled a Game Pass PC or whatever and put all their you know retro games on PC um, for nostalgia's sake. Mm-hmm. They're pulling all these ROMs anyway. Just sell them. Just sell them to us interesting yeah i i don't know um nintendo is very focused around their console um it's not like microsoft or sony um where you know they can they're pretty agile with their games because you know they're compatible with like pc and other consoles it's multi-platform um whereas with I feel like with Nintendo and with Nintendo's like Switch games, it's like it's it's just kind of fixated on the console. It's like, you know, it's for that console itself and then if you try to port it over to a PC, optically it's going to be weird cuz it's it's going to be vastly better it specs. You're going to have to target for those specs too. It's going to look weird. Like Mario's going to look you know, it, I, I, I'm just thinking of an example, Monster Hunter Rise. Actually, Monster Hunter Rise was ported over to Steam. Um, it was targeted for Switch. It was developed on Switch. You can tell it's developed for Switch. But once they ported over PC, you got that 4K, 60 frames, looked buttery smooth. But the problem was it was dedicated for targeted Switch specs. So actually, Monster Hunter fans couldn't get used to the controls because the controls was meant for 30 frames per second actually mm-hmm. it, it was sort of weird um so let's, not sure. let's say that they do this let's say they port xyz of their first party games onto pc mm-hmm. who is this for who's yeah buying who's, these? that's another thing too i'm i'm not too sure i don't um, think they have an audience on pc you say that you want metro to sell better I don't think Metroid would sell half as much on PC as it would on Switch, and it doesn't well, even sell that much on Switch. I like, you know, before Sony really dived into their PC stuff, I didn't know what audience they had on PC either, and now they're finding this unfound, untapped potential of profit there. Um, and so I, I, but I, I think feel like that makes could sense be. for a lot of their IPs. I don't think that makes sense for Nintendo's IPs. Hmm. Hmm. I don't know. I don't. I don't think anybody would buy Metroid on PC. We would. I think maybe 
if Nintendo ever, I I agree with you. If Nintendo ever did something on PC, it would be retro stuff. It would definitely be Nintendo Switch Online uh, related. Um, you would be hard pressed to have an installed Nintendo game on PC licensed by Nintendo. They do not want mods on there. That's, That's the another thing. thing. That's another they, thing. They're so highly productive over what you can do with their games. Like, they took down um, people's creations. Like, people tried to make Mario stuff in Dreams. Remember yeah. that game Dreams on PS, whatever, yeah. PS4? Um, mm-hmm. They were taking down stuff like that because they do not want people messing with their IP. Um, yeah. I don't know. Yeah. Um, I, I, of course there will be a lot of sales on steam, but just compared to like (laughs) what, what the other ramifications was being on PC. Um, I, I just don't know. I think Nintendo is just not focused there. They, they, they already have their audience. It's, it's on their platforms. I I I don't think they need to be. I don't think it does any good for them. At least for now, um, I could change my my mind in like three or four years if if they're doing something. On, I yeah. could see like a more of an online platform, streaming platform on PC more than anything. Not not and like I selling don't on want Steam. people to twist my words here. Like I am very much, um, for the most part, against console exclusives. Like I think the more places it's available, the better. Um, but just, like, for the sake of if I were Nintendo, what would I do? Like, I just don't see a reason for it. I think um, I want to separate, too, between second-party Nintendo-published titles and first-party titles as well. I feel like we're saying mainly about first-party titles. Yes. Um, yeah. I wasn't thinking. I know people in chat are talking about, like, Bayonetta and stuff. Like, I yeah. wasn't even thinking about that. Yeah, Bayonetta, Marvel versus Capcom, and some other things. Of course, yes, port it over to Steam. I think that's totally fine. Yeah, um, I think I that think does Nintendo make sense. Should and like, do that. In fact, I yeah. think like all not first party games should be everywhere. Like, I I think you know keep first party games on Nintendo. Keep you know keep the Mario's and Zelda's and Metroid's on Nintendo. Keep the Uncharted's and Last of Us's on, you know, on PlayStation, and keep the Halos mm. on Xbox. That's fine. What I don't like is, you know, the other stuff being exclusive. Yeah, I, I, I'm, I'm very much more open on Xbox and PlayStation now. Now that they're going on to, st- like, I don't care if people wants to buy these games. I just think Nintendo doesn't. I, I just don't think they want that culture of Steam and PC for their first party platforms. They're very protective of it. They don't want it modded. They don't want this kind yes. of community set up. I, I just don't think they're thinking about that. Um, and what Maddie just so. said, like, you know, what we were saying, how there really isn't an audience for that, I think, on PC. He brought up how God of War is not making that much money on Steam anyway. It's because the people who want to play it already have a PlayStation. Like, the Sony market is on Sony consoles. The Nintendo market, the people who want to play these already have a Switch or just don't care. Yeah. Yeah, it's gonna change a lot for PlayStation though. They'll have a they have a studio dedicated for PC porting, and oh, I yeah. think in the next two years, Sony is gonna be like, "Hey, we're gonna some first party titles like day and date PC and PlayStation," and of course uh, they'll give them more money. So of course they'll go for it. 
the future will be wild. Yeah, I'm interested is to see what Nintendo does with PC if they ever do anything in the next five years. Um, yeah. Can you read this next question because I'm disgusted by it? <laughs> Donnie asks. If Wind Waker slash Twilight are announced to say this upcoming fall or spring, what do you think that means for Breath of the Wild 2? Are we officially delayed until new system territory? <laughs> That's a question. Um, I don't... I, I can't manifest this. I don't think it's going to happen. I, I cannot. Yeah. So, he, okay, so he, he asked this question because Jeff Grubb mentioned something. I know, why? because Jeff Grubb. Jeff Grubb is the catalyst to all of this and all of my problems. What, what did Grubby Snacks say? What, what did he, did he just say Twilight Princess? He tweeted Princess? out a poll that said, do y'all still believe that Wind Waker and Twilight Princess are coming out on the Nintendo Switch? yes. No, never oh, believed yeah. it. And I voted for never believed it. Oh, I said yes. I th yeah. Um Yeah, I just wonder, you know, that's a good question. I would think I I I honestly think Breath of the Wild 2 is their test game on the Switch Pro. It they're delaying it and they're like that's that's going to be their re like, you know, the re-release of the new console and then a simultaneous release of course because the switch is still a switch game stop you but can't like you can't speak these words into the universe and i don't like the thing with wind waker and twilight we kind of join them together i they're don't think so, they're releasing both of them yeah i think they, this they would do be one. a okay they would do at least wind waker in spring breath of the wild 2 holiday i could uh -huh. i think that could happen that could definitely happen for sure yeah um yeah i other than that i i don't really particularly care as much um into this question other than i just think breath of the Wild 2 is the target game for the new switch pro and why that one why of does those, it have to be that why can't it be something else i think I well, I just think it's just a huge game. It's like it's gonna be the biggest Nintendo game, and they've you know, you've seen the tweets, right? It's like this has been the longest what ever since the previous Zelda main Zelda game has been released in like you know five years or whatever. Mm -hmm. It it it's obviously and it shouldn't well, have one, been because it's the same engine, it's the same assets, so it is yeah. a little unprecedented. Yeah, yeah, I. It's it's, I it's just so weird that we don't know much about it too. We still say it's Breath of the Wild too. <laughs> it's not gonna be called that. Um, yeah, and I can I can totally see Wind Waker. You know what? I it would be very nice if one of those two actually came out this year on holiday. That would be really cool. Actually, I would be I down for Wind Waker. I think Waker. we're getting too late for that. I think we would know about or, it by now. Yeah, we, yeah, yeah. It would have been this month if they announced something. Maybe something next week. I heard uh, possibly a direct next week. We'll see. Okay. 
next week. Next week. No, they would not have a direct until after Splatoon comes out. The earliest we're getting a direct is the, like the second week of September, like fourteenth, oh, okay. yeah. September fourteenth. Right. That's when the direct is. Cool. Um, <laughs> Canadian Crawler wants to know what topic would you like to see covered on Sakurai's new YouTube channel. I just want him to explain every Super Smash Bros. character. Like, in just <laughs> full and great detail. I want to go go from Mario and then all the way down to God. Captain Falcon and Ness. Like, if just go through the originals. Once a week, once a week oh. that would be like, t- like two years worth of content. Oh, that would be lovely. I, w- I would be so into that. Just see him explain the intricacies, the mechanics, and the hitboxes on all of these characters so unique he's such a yeah. brilliant guy he is um i don't know i don't have any expectations for it i think i would like to see more of like the early day stuff and maybe he already has some of this in his videos i haven't watched them yet but like tell me more about the inspiration behind kirby tell me about the you know what got him into you know maybe he's shared some of these things already i don't know a lot about the man i just want him to give us like nuggets of things that we've never heard of before from way back mm-hmm. then uh, West3DP says, complete the sentence. Touch fuzzy, get. Uh, blank. Um, well, you know I the original, know. right? Wait, what's the original? Touch fuzzy, get dizzy from Yoshi's Island. It's one of the levels where those little puff balls. Oh. And if you touch one, then you get high and you get dizzy. And then, like, it, the whole screen goes like this. Oh, and yeah. You stumble no, around. I remember that. You get dizzy. Uh, I think he's asking this because one of the Splatoon tweets said touch fuzzy get splatty or something like that because in this in the single player if you touch the little yeah. fuzz stuff it hurts you so it was you like a good reference fuzz. on nintendo's part yeah it was kind of interesting um mm. I, it just reminds me of ever heard of the comic book line get fuzzy no uh, oh it, it's it's a comic book line um and it's just this very dry humor of this dog and cat and this single mid-30s guy and just I don't know. That's funny. It's, it's, yeah, yeah. It's like an older like adult cartoon comic, and I okay. remember used to reading it. So that's that's what it remind me of, of is the Get Fuzzy comic books. I'm going to complete the sentence, touch fuzzy, get happy, because my cat is fuzzy, and when I pet him, I get happy. He is an adorable kid, for sure. Touch fuzzy, get serotonin boost. <laughs> Boom. <laughs> Um, Kyle the Pug wants to know how many hours do you plan on playing Splatoon 3 once it releases and will those hours be over or under 70 hours for the first weekend doing a little bit of math here that only gives me two hours of sleep Kyle the Pug Uh, he also (laughs) wants to know what do you predict will be your most played mode oh definitely the card mode I'm ready for that I think I'm I'm the number one Splatoon card mode fan. I'm gonna <laughs> it's really not even out to... yet, but you will be. You will be. I, I will be. I'll, I'll be on top of it for sure. Um, 70 hours. <laughs> oh gosh, I don't think I'm gonna put seven hours. I I would imagine three to four the first weekend. May, maybe five hours in the first weekend. 
I um, hope that I will not put that many hours into the first weekend because I'm hoping that I'll have that many hours before release. <laughs> <laughs> oh, there's also, is that a three-day weekend as well? Or is that the next week? Oh, is it? <gasps> One. No, 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 it's not. It's not? Labor Day oh, is good. next week. Oh, it's, Monday, it's right? next week. Got it. And yeah, then yeah, Rosh Hashanah no. is at the end of the month. Got for it. those of y'all who celebrate. Mm-hmm. I Got it. Yeah, yeah, it's the following weekend. Okay. Cool. Man, I'm so excited. I'm so excited. Oh, and most play mode. Um, I'm a little disappointed that there are no new ranked modes, but I will definitely play a lot of ranked. I also put a stupid amount of hours into Salmon Run in Splatoon 2. Um, therefore, I think I will put many more hours into Salmon Run. It looks really good this time, and it is my favorite mm-hmm. mode for teaming up with friends. Salmon Run is awesome, for sure. Mm-hmm. And then finally, G-Man wants to know, what is one thing that makes you scream for joy? It would either be a movie, a show, video game. What are you excited about? Right now, I'm thinking <clears> Splatoon <throat> just because that's on my mind. i'm thinking of like surprises like some big game reveal or whatever um fallout 4 was a big one for me and i screamed for joy what was another one that it was a more recent one that i got really excited about yeah for me it was splatoon 3 because i was so adamant about it not happening xenoblade chronicles 3 was a big one i didn't scream for joy but i was very excited when when it got revealed um animal crossing new horizons that's a good one uh uh-huh movie or show i i'm not really big into those so yeah not even yeah even star wars i'm a big star wars fan but it's just so played out like they they churn that thing like it's like like it's milk it's just they're just milking mm-hmm. the whole thing right now, like all the time. So I'm not like too excited. Every time it's like, oh, here's a new show. I'm like, oh, yeah. Like the 20 other shows that are coming out this year. So, yeah. Stranger not Things. Big. I get excited about that. I really like that show. Me too. It's a really good show for sure. Um, Fire Emblem, whenever that gets remade or released or, or announced, I'll, I'll be screaming for joy. Um, man, there was one that caught me by surprise. I just can't think of it right now, though. I think it was in uh, Game Awards or something. But yeah, normally a reveal, a big game reveal, would would have me really excited. I like it. I like it. All right. I think that is going to do it for this week. Good show. Long show. We had some good stuff to talk about um, this week. For sure. And uh, yeah, so remember, hashtag Team Rock for the uh, Splatfest this weekend. If not, I'll see you on the battlefield. Um, Little quick self-promo. I mentioned this the other week, but I am currently doing the giveaway for the Colorware Super Nintendo Pro Controller. So I have a tweet right now. Go retweet it. Go follow Colorware. And you will be in the running to win controller just like this one um so yeah just wanted to do hashtag product placement throw that out there nice <laughs> um and so then we will see you next week Kooplings. have a good weekend and see you next time bye bye